Welcome to Finding Certainty with your host and U.S. Army veteran, Patrick Lang. Over the next hour, you'll learn from Patrick and his expert guests how to attract more certainty into your business and your life. Now, here is your host, Patrick Lang. Welcome to Finding Certainty. We have a weekly show where we address how we can create more certainty in our lives and in those of who, uh, in, in the lives of those we love. We're meeting with a uh, very important guest today. It's the continuation of our ongoing series focused on anti-trafficking, anti-slavery, specifically anti-child trafficking and child sex trafficking. And Nate uh, Lewis is the development director for Operation Underground Railroad. Thanks for being here, Nate. appreciate you taking the time to be here on Finding Certainty. Yeah, thanks for having me. My pleasure, man. We're... We're uh, we're having a good time. We've uh, uh, we've met with Matt Osborne, who's the chief operating officer, and uh, then we heard from Diana De- Rivera, who's a uh, artist who ha- shared a personal story with Viserina uh, and her thoughts, her perspectives from the entertainment industry and as a female, as a mother, etc. She did a great job last week or two weeks ago, and then last week we had. Uh, Tyler Schwab on, who is uh, one of your uh, aftercare directors, and he did a fantastic job. So I was, I was giving uh, Nate a little bit of a hard time before we started about he has he has big shoes to fill. The last three interviews were fantastic, if I may say so. So, uh, but uh, glad to have you here, my friend. Looking forward uh, to the conversation. Yeah, well, I I know I have big shoes to fill. You just named off some some pretty amazing human beings in the fight against human trafficking. So uh, I'm not going to say that I will fill those shoes, but I can do the best of my ability. That's all I can do. So well, you're you're in good company, and that's why we're doing this series because what you guys are doing, you and your teams and your your colleagues there at OUR, you're kind of leading the. Uh, you know, leading the fight in many respects, I think there's a lot of people who feel like you are the uh, the standard in anti-sex trafficking. And you know, we've been talking about this, but there's obviously m- multiple different approaches to helping with this problem. You know, some organizations like maybe A2 and others, you know, they focus on more on awareness. Uh, Polaris is getting involved in different ways. OUR. You've been unique in the fact that you've uh, spearheaded actual sting operations, or you go in and and rescue the children, and and go into the, some of the darkest parts of the world, trying to shine a light on what's happening and bring these kids home, right? And uh, not just children, but teenagers, adults. I mean, others who are in slavery. And you've heard, uh, you've gotten a lot of praise for what you've doing. You've gotten some criticism for what you, you guys do. And I want to talk about criticism because I, it's a sore subject for me, but, um, I always start out the show, if I may, just by, by sharing two reasons why I've invited this specific guest to be on finding certainty. And the first with regards to Nate is that, um, he is the development director for OUR and, with any nonprofit, you will hear this repeatedly. The more funding they have, the more good they can do. You know, it, it takes money to do to do uh, missions. It takes funding to make a difference, and that's your job is to try to help raise funding and uh, and more support 
for your organization. So, so that's one of the reasons I, I wanted you to be here. I've got some perspectives on this, and we uh, think it's an important topic. Uh, the second is that Nate has been with OUR for a long time, and he's uh, seen the organization grow and develop and become what it is today. And and uh, you've you've played a part in contributing to that. I think you have some unique perspectives. Uh, Nate is our guest. We'll share some unique insights that not anyone, not everyone could. And so, um, my hat is off to you for what you're doing, Nate, and you and your teams. And um, looking forward to this conversation. So, um, why don't we start out by just telling us a little bit about who you are? You know, where are you from, and maybe your upbringing. And I always like to know what's your backstory. How did you get into what you're doing? <laughs> I know you were in Hollywood. Try not to bore everybody. Right? by by my story but uh i grew up in a, in a farming household honestly in a small town in washington state and uh generational farming and wow. uh something uh something bit me and uh i got like some weird black sheep sickness from my family and decided i'm not gonna do farming like everybody else my cousins and uncles and grandparents and all that and uh, i i look back now i believe god called me to be a storyteller um, and uh, I actually went to film school. I moved to Los Angeles after film school and I ended up working in Hollywood for nearly 20 years, uh, working on some of the biggest movies and television in the world. I ended up starting my own production company and developing my own projects. And uh, lo and behold, uh, Jim Caviezel, who plays Tim Ballard in The Sound of Freedom, who I'd worked with for nearly 10 years, is a dear friend of mine, uh, said, hey, you got to come to Columbia. I'm filming this movie about this real-life superhero, Tim Ballard. Uh, unfortunately, my wife and I were trying to get pregnant. The Zika virus was running rampant down there and, and, and ended up not going. But uh, I, it was my first look into OUR. And, uh, and and really what Tim Ballard was doing and what OUR is doing. And uh, my wife kept me updated uh, for a couple of years and, and I ended up being uh, the, the face of a company with a couple million followers. And, and uh, I got invited down to meet Tim and promote through our channels and our network, uh, OUR. It was before OUR was this massive beast that we are today. Um, and when I met Tim and I met a bunch of the people working at OUR, I went home and my wife said, what'd you think? And I said, well, you know, I've met a lot of amazing people in my life, like truly amazing people, Elon Musk, Jennifer Aniston, you know, Sylvester Stallone. I mean, the list goes on and on and on. But I've never met so many amazing people in one place. And that was truly what I felt. I was like, man, I want to be a part of something that every human involved is incredible human. And she's like, we're not moving to Salt Lake. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and, uh, so I decided to not pursue that. But God had a better plan. Uh, I got pursued by uh, formerly a, a friend of mine who, who was the, the CEO of OUR. And, uh, you know, a roundabout way, he knew my heart and he, uh, he knew my gifts and my abilities and uh, recruited me to OUR. And... Interesting enough, you know, I used to create and tell stories and, and be a part of storytelling world on, on a global medium that changed lives, maybe potentially and made millions of dollars for whatever. And now I get to I get to share true stories to raise millions of dollars to rescue children. And I couldn't imagine doing anything else, to be honest with you. Well, I love that, you know, and it's it's interesting you talk about storytelling because we keep talking about 
obviously the need for funding with any nonprofit, including yours, but the need for awareness, right? And that all starts with the stories. It starts with people talking about what's going on and educating each other. And and what's interesting is there's different types of stories. There's different types of communication. Um, Tyler and I last week were talking about how important it is that we're communicating with our children, right? That they're that they have a safe place to talk. You know, if something happens, even if it's a small thing, they need to be able to have that open dialogue with their parents or their caregivers, their teachers. So often, these problems that lead to trafficking lead to, um, you know, uh, the serious issues that are going on. They start with something small, and they lead to something bigger because it's a slippery slope, and it's not it's not. I guess, um, highlighted, right? It's not out in the open, right? And so um, I think it's really interesting. That was an interesting comment he made, and we had a great conversation about that. I thought it's a really important piece to it. But the whole nature of storytelling, I think it's very interesting that you, as the development director for OUR, that's your background, because it is such a critical piece to doing what you do. Wouldn't you agree? It certainly is. You know, I, I got into the movie business because I was moved personally by true stories that I saw at the movie theater and it opened my eyes, whether it was Schindler's List, which revealed to me some of our history and what really took place and in, in, opened up something, I guess, inside of me that I, I, I didn't know before. And I felt moved by this. And that's just one example. There's many. And so I was always drawn more to true stories. And I thought, man, someday I want to find true stories. I want to share those true stories and I want to impact people with these true stories. And that's really why I went into the film business and why I went to film school. Uh, never would have guessed, you know, 20 years later, my job is to tell true stories and to move people. Um, the, you know, the stories that I tell on a daily basis are not made up. They're not fantasy. They're reality. And there's some human beings reality. And uh, for me, I feel like God aligned me and my gifts to be here to to be the voice for the survivors, for those millions that are in suffering right now. And and they can't speak up about it. So what do I get to do? I get to be their voice um, and I get to not tell some of the stories that we haven't rescued, but those that we have so that we can move forward in the rescue. And uh, you know, yeah, I just I'm a true share. That's what I tell people. What do you do? I, I'm a truth share. I just share the truth. Yeah, that's awesome. You know, um, we talked about this on the last couple of episodes, but I think it's a really important point. You know, true change didn't happen back in the times of the Civil War and Abraham Lincoln and so forth. I've heard, I, you know, we've all heard Tim Ballard talk about this, but change didn't happen until the the people rose up. Until the people heard the stories, and one of the most famous, of course, is Uncle Tom's Cabin, and and uh, that illustrated what was actually going on. I mean, a lot of the people up in the north and other areas, they had no idea how how terrible slavery was, how how slaves were treated, and 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 children and 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 parents being separated, and all these just horrific things that were going on. People were just clueless, right? And it wasn't until that story and others like it came out that people started opening their eyes. And so I think it's a really important piece of this is that if we want to make a difference, 
in this area. And there's a lot of people who are getting on board and, and realizing it's a problem and wanting to get engaged. Telling those stories is a, is a critical piece of it. Yeah. And, um, you know, I, I think I, it's hard to skip over the fact that you're talking about a story, Uncle Tom's Cabin, this, you know, very old story. Um, right now, in this day and age, we have something very similar taking place. You know, right now, the, the Sound of Freedom, the movie that's out in theaters, it's, it's happening right now. And I think the, what's unique about that movie in the massive popularity that it's had is it's talking about a subject matter that's happening right now in front of people where, you know, some movies are made about history, things that took place. This is taking place right now. And I believe the Sound of Freedom is the largest thing that's happened for modern day slavery since the Civil War, possibly. You know, this is the largest median of 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 real story, true story for the world to see. And, and it's happening right now. Well, it says a lot about both the, the the talent of the directors and producer, the actors like Jim Caviezel and others. It says a lot about the heart of the team that was behind it, right? I know it was many years in the making. They could not get support from uh, the big production houses and the fact that it's been as successful as it has as an indie film as a crowdfunded film i think that's got everybody in hollywood shaking in their boots because it's proven that it can be done without them right and um but the fact that they've they did it as a movie and they've taken it to the really on their own dime as a crowdfunded project they've taken it across the nation it's the number one film in america it's going global now Etc. Etc. And you know, well over a hundred million dollars in sales. I think it's really smart for one thing, because they're going to the people where the people are. Where people love movies, right? They love. They, they, we love our heroes, our superheroes. We love our, our 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 stories, like Rudy and you know, Remember the Titans and all these great inspirational movies. So we are. So it's really smart to use a medium that people respond to. But I think there's also the piece that. People are are being, I believe, touched because the spirit that is in that film and the message is far more than just entertainment. You see, far more than education. I believe it's a catalyst that's touching people in their hearts, and they're saying, "Not only did I not know this was going, but I can't sit still anymore. I can't sit on the sideline." Ty mentioned this in his interview. He says, "You're either on one side or the other, and if you're on the sideline," just watching doing nothing you're on the you're on the sideline of the predators and the 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 child rapist videos and you know you you cannot sit on the sideline and do nothing and pretend like it's okay and so i know i'm going on but i i'm pretty passionate about this topic and uh you know i talk a little bit about how the film has benefited our because i know that the funding of it has gone to the producers and the investors and and the at talent and so forth as as most films do right it hasn't come to our but what are some of the benefits that have helped impact and are impacting you guys yeah well look thank the team that put the movie together and angel studios for putting it out there we uh we we haven't benefited financially from the ticket sales uh, closing on, in on $200 million um, because we really don't have much to do with that story. But what it has done, not just for OUR, but for many small 
organizations around the United States, including one locally that I work with, an aftercare facility in, in, in a nonprofit, is it's really woke the people up that want to get involved. And so they look into what can I do locally? And so they start Googling or whatever, and they find somebody locally what what they can do. We've had so many people reach out to us, super talented people that want to help and get involved somehow, some way, financially as well. Uh, and so I think it's really sh- helped not just us, um, which was the intent behind Angel Studios to remove OUR from from the end of the credits, which was, you know, I talked about Tim started OUR and it's not, was to just really get all of this awareness out there so that everyone could benefit from it. The, the fight and the mission against human trafficking and child trafficking would benefit in general from this movie, which I think we've seen across the board in the United States. 100%. You know, um, Diana Rivera and I were talking about how this is, this isn't a, an OUR problem. It's not a, you know, it's not something you can even make a dent in a significant dent on your own. There has to be universal support. There has to be, you know, the dozens, even hundreds of organizations taking part. And there are, there's starting to be more and more interests, more engagement, more support. Um, this is not a black or white problem, a Hispanic or Caucasian problem. It's not an, an, a U.S. problem or a, a foreign problem. It is a universal problem. And for us to ever truly you know, eradicate it, it has to be a universal response, right? So we're, we're up against our first break already. It goes so fast, but um, I think it's a really important conversation. As soon as we uh, come back from break, we're going to get into a little bit more of what Nate and his team are doing to try to help fund this massive machine that is OUR, trying to rescue children, trying to put a dent in this in this criminal enterprise. Uh, we're visiting with Nate Lewis. He's the uh, development director for Operation Underground Railroad. Don't go away because we'll be right back to continue the conversation. A little birdie told me Voice America is on Twitter. Follow us at Voice America TRN. If you're a nonprofit in need of funding, we can help. Certainty Management is a cost reduction firm that also helps churches, schools, sports teams, and other nonprofits raise unlimited zero-cost funding. Best of all, you don't have to sell anything or ask for donations. Call 888-684-3122 to learn more today. That's 888-684-3122. Visit us on the web at CertaintyTeam.com. That's Certainty, T-E-A-M, like Mary, dot com. Tune in for And Security for All, hosted by Kim Hakem. Each week, we look into a different aspect of cybersecurity, which is important to know for anyone who is involved with the Internet daily, which is probably all of us. We take the technical jargon and make it easier to understand while helping you to identify weaknesses and issues in your own cybersecurity and fix them now. And Security for All is broadcast live every Friday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific Time, on the Voice America Business Channel. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network.
You are listening to Finding Certainty with Patrick Lang. Have a question for Patrick or his guests? Join us on the show at 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Now, back to the show with Patrick. We're back with Finding Certainty. I'm interviewing Nate Lewis. He's the Chief Development Officer with Operation Underground Railroad. I keep referring to him as the development director, but there's actually multiple development directors across countries. So I want to be clear. He's the chief. <laughs> he's in <laughs> charge, <laughs> uh, which I know. And, and I hear this from everybody when I talk with you and your team at OUR. Nobody wants credit, right? Nobody wants to be recognized or highlighted. In fact, it's irritating to you and others when people think you're trying to get get kudos or recognition for what you're doing. Some of that happens. I know there's several people have been received awards uh, and been recognized nationally in different countries and so forth. But that is not the objective. It's just kind of an outgrowth of it. You know, if if you do a service for a country and save some of their children and, and educate their law enforcement, they're going to probably show their appreciation for you. But I know how uncomfortable, uh, uncomfortable it is for you and, and, and Ty and Tim and others that that's not what you're looking for, right? And it's almost offensive when people say it is. Um, I'm sure it is offensive. So any thoughts on that? Because I know I know you're not the only one who feels that way. I know you feel that way, but I know Jessica and Matt and everybody. It's not why you're it's not why you're doing this. Oh, it's definitely not why. I think you can ask the question to all the guests of what's your why and in Really, truly, we all have our own personal experiences. And I can get into you and tell you my first personal operation I went on with witch doctors and child sacrifice. That changed everything for me. Um, and actually has fueled me beyond belief and brought me so much more light and hope and healing and rescued me probably um, more than anything. Um, and I can get into that in a little bit in a campaign we're going to be starting here soon for a young girl named Hope. And her story's absolutely incredible. Hope is just one example of why we do it. We don't ever, I don't ever need anything uh, other than to know that I'm making a difference for someone else and then for their life. You know, that's truly why I do it. Uh, I just, you know, I think there's many reasons for all of us individually of why. Um, you know, I think past life experiences, certain things, you know, I've always, I've always hated bullies. Honestly, I, I, I've been a bully killer, so to speak in a, in a long time, not, not literally, but, um, I was always the one and getting in trouble because I was breaking up a, somebody getting picked on or, or, or something, you know, maybe because I was bullied as a child, you know, and it affected me. And so this, I believe is one of the most severe forms of bullying, uh, I had a personal experience where I was kidnapped and taken at gunpoint and taken my freedom taken away. I know for a brief moment of what that's like, not to the same extent of what our survivors experience, but what it's like to not have control of your life and, and to lose your freedom and, wow. and then get your freedom back. You know, so there's there's wise for all of us. Maybe I don't know who, but potentially there's people who I know I've met who want to get in the fight because they were a victim of sexual abuse and they want to stand up and help those children who are going through what they went through and they don't want other kids to go through what they went through. Right. Yeah. And so that's, you know, that's, that's really the why we all have our personal whys of why we do this. 
I can tell you it's never to get an award. I mean, and if that's the case, that person's in for the wrong reason. And they're most likely not working for us, at least. I can tell you that. Well, it's it goes back to this conversation about critics and naysayers who who you know they they criticize what you guys are doing what so and so is doing how the film was produced there was one investor who invested in the film who had a had a criminal charge 50 years ago. i mean you know there's it, it's so stupid because these critics are poking holes in something rather than doing what they can to support it and to Ty's comment last week, if you're on the sideline, even let alone if you're on the side of of detracting from what you guys are doing, of 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 criticizing it, of of you know, um, of doing anything to damage it, you're on the wrong side of the of the line, right? You you are literally supporting the predators and the pornographers and the child traffickers. In your in in a small way, you're you're not you're not helping. That's for dang sure. Yeah, right? you know. Look, I, I have two things to say about this. One, it's a, it's a very sad state of affairs that our society has to look at all the negatives instead of talking about the good. And then there was a point in my life where I wanted to start GNN. It's a good news network where you could just share share the good news because mm-hmm. all the negative, nasty depressing stuff that's out there there's just as much amazing incredible miracles that are taking place around the world and we get to be a part of that unfortunately people are going to focus on the negatives and and come up with some craziness and they don't talk about the truth and in in the and talk about the light look we're in a we're in a uh, a war against evil and and we work in the darkest corners of the world truly what was what's what's crazy is when Tim started this organization, we never would have thought that the enemy would be attacking us from behind. We thought we would be sitting across the table from the enemy, you know. Mm-hmm. But the enemy's sh- stabbing us from behind from all different angles, from from computers and wherever on the in the internet. I mean, people are coming after the attack. You, they're attacking the good that's attacking evil, and you're going, what is how hard can it be this hard? To rescue kids? I mean, we already have faced against a $150 billion industry. Like now you have to face these keyboard warriors that are out there and, and all these people that are gonna spread hate it's in an baffling. organization who, whose focus is to not solely, but to share love. I mean, you there's you know, the thing about what I love about what we get to do and what I've been a part of is you know, we go and visit these children in these aftercare homes. I don't speak their language. I don't need to speak their language. I don't even need to be able to communicate other than me dancing around like a, an animal and being dumb and giving piggyback rides. You know, all they need is the, the language of caring and kindness and love and feel something that they probably didn't feel in their previous life. That's yeah. humanity. Well, that's just, that's just it, Nate, is it comes down to, right, do you want to help? change kids lives and rescue kids and bless their lives or do you not you know it's not a it's not a i don't think it's a gray area right it's black and white you know <laughs> one side of the list of the line or not you know you know let's get into the funding side of it because i know as a chief development officer you know 
it is a, it is constantly on your mind. How do we fund these missions? How do we fund, you know, how do we create, how do we provide more dogs that can sniff out electronics? You know, how can we do more um, outreach? Because I know you guys don't just give a man a fish. You teach them to fish. You go out and you teach law enforcement how to collect evidence, how to, you know, how to do, do these operations and, and everything it has a cost, right? It's even with all of your donations from the donors, the abolitionists that give monthly, that's only about a third, what, 30% or so to my understanding of your budget that you need yeah. just on an annual basis, let alone doing more than you're already doing, right? So so how do you, how does OUR, where does that funding come from? I guess is the best question. You know, What are you doing currently to bring funding in the doors and help make these operations possible. Well, we align with incredible people like you, you know, that are are, are talking about it, that want to be in the fight, that want to spread awareness, that want to that want to share with people an avenue that they can be in the fight. Because the reality is, is when people give, they don't give to OUR, they give through OUR to these children we're a conduit we actually have the systems in place to actually do the work that needs to be done and there's so many people i meet them every day that want to do something and they don't know what can i do what can i do look you can do something you may not realize it but the currency you're thinking in dollars we're thinking in lives and you literally can impact lives by dollars and it may not feel that way because you're sitting in your home and you're just going online or doing it on your phone, making a transaction. But the reality is, is I can share with you what that actually is doing and the impact it's making. And you can look on our financials, you know, over 70 cents of every dollar goes to our mission. And our mission is to rescue children from sex trafficking and exploitation. So 70 cents goes to that fight and or more than that, actually, but at least that. So, you can do something about it. And we are doing something about it. We have marketing campaigns. We have, uh, you know, we, we do events, you know, not just like OUR events, but people who want to do something about it, host their own events. Some of them are big events. Some of them are small events, events all over. We've had incredible success by groups in, in a, um, in Arizona, actually, who wanted to do a lemonade stand and they set up lemonade stands one day all over the city of Phoenix. And they raised way more money than anybody would have thought about because they were selling like $1 lemonades. And people were giving a hundred bucks for a cup of lemonade because they knew it was going <laughs> awesome. to the kids. So there's, there's an amazing amount of things that are happening to raise funds. Uh, you know, marketing is a huge part of it. Uh, you know, these movies and raising awareness is a huge part of it. You know, one of the uh, Operation Hussein is a documentary that we have that, a lot of people have seen it's on Amazon Prime, it's on YouTube, and those are pretty compelling. Uh, you know, the people see that and they want to do something about it. We have other documentaries. Actually, Triple Take is the real documentary, The Sound of Freedom, the movie's based off of. Uh, mm-hmm. It's an Emmy Award-winning documentary that pretty much no one's seen, which we may release later this year. Uh, we have, there's a documentary out there called It's Happening Right Here, all about how it's happening right here in the United States. Uh, we have other documentaries and there's, YouTube videos, I think the people are, are are starting to see social media. We had a couple of videos that, you know, 
did pretty well. Uh, you're posting some some videos and and uh, it's really grassroots America, man. They they just show up. You know, they they hear about it, they talk about it, and then you know, people like yourself want to talk more about it and and engage people. So, yeah. <laughs> excuse me, that's you know, that I, one of it. Yeah, I I love what I'm seeing because you're seeing not just um, Middle America and um, you know the middle class. You're seeing people from all over the country, even around the world, that are are taking part you're also seeing a lot of big names i mean celebrities one of my favorite videos on youtube is the one where tony robbins at one of his conferences he says you know one lady spoke up and and talked a little bit about our and he was new to it at that time and had never heard of it right and he immediately put out to the audience he would match whatever people donated and i think at that seminar just in one day they raised tens of thousands of dollars and he matched it all he's gone on to become a big supporter of of tim I even went on a mission or two i know or more and you know that's that's really it's really cool you know it's exciting seeing um people with influence who are taking part as well is you know it used to be i think a little bit of a a stigma or a, a kind of a taboo subject right where people didn't want to talk about it a lot of people felt like it was just too dark. They don't want to think about it. It's like we don't want to think about, you know, uh, the war in Ukraine because it's just too dark, you know. But but the, as people have started talking about it, getting involved, shedding a light on it, it's become mainstream. It's 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 popular to talk about what's happening in Ukraine. Everybody's getting you know rallying behind Ukraine. You see the same thing here. More and more people are realizing. It's not a taboo subject. It can't be. It shouldn't be. We need to get involved. And it takes time for that to happen. I'm sure it's it moves at a snail's pace, it seems, sometimes. It's frustrating, I'm sure, as a fundraiser and as an executive like yourself. But but I think some really good things are happening. Wouldn't you agree? Oh, absolutely. Some great things are happening. You know, I think that um, you'd be shocked at the numbers of how many people have been sexually abused. Um and I think that now this this is a way for those individuals to do something about it and get behind something. Also, there's a lot of talk about mental health right now. Mm-hmm. You talk about someone who needs so much help in that department. These people have been traumatized beyond belief. This is a child whose brain is just developing. These are these are catastrophic moments in their life where they're being physically and mentally abused to a degree that most humans can't even comprehend. That's a lifelong healing journey right there. Yeah. Talk and, about PTSD, right? Oh man. And you know, our, our heroes help them. Those are the heroes that are helping these people get their life back on track. And that's a lifelong commitment we have at OUR, but that's what I think people are, are also grasping onto is you know, my grandfather was in World War II, landed on Normandy, came back, became an alcoholic and, you know, horrible things. But we didn't talk about PTSD back then. You know, now it's prevalent. There's conversations about it. There's there's a lot of uh, work being done. You know, there's organizations and nonprofits around uh, PTSD. And, and uh, you know, that's we don't say it straight out, but we are working in trauma. You know, these children... Yeah 
experience very much so trauma. and and yeah. uh, there's a lot of people that want to support that 100 percent you know i'm a veteran myself i think you knew that uh, i was on army for several years um ptsd is a very real thing with veterans especially if they've been in combat um some of us experience ptsd from our own lives from trauma that has happened some of us in our marriages not mine i'm in a great marriage but um you know it's it's a very real thing and and to your point about mental health ptsd trauma recovery healing it all starts with open com- uh conversation right open communication transparency and uh, education and so it's 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 encouraging seeing what's coming to pass as we talk about finding certainty right we're creating certainty for these kids for these survivors but it's it, it's a concentrated effort it takes a village right as they say and uh, this is a great example of that so in we've got about two minutes till our next break here nate but um what's your biggest challenge i guess when it comes to fundraising mm. some of the uh probably some of uh, what criticism that's false out there the fake news the um things that people will post and then people read and believe about our organization i think also just people not knowing truly what we do when you know you mentioned a couple things earlier my first thought is like man if people only knew you know and when you know we've had certain things come at us from every single way that ended up getting closed off and shut down but i know what we do and i think it's really the lack of being able to, to be transparent with with the audience i'm like this is what we really do you know, yeah. and it makes a, a, a show like this or or a phone call or, or an event where we can go in and we can talk about how we're affecting 50 states with law enforcement and 39 countries where we're rescuing hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of, of survivors in the first six months of this year alone, putting away thousands of predators. And each predator will abuse on average 117 victims in their lifetime. And we're putting away thousands and thousands, 2,200 last year we aided in the arrest of. So... When you start talking about the truth, I think that's what's missing. People are missing the truth. And that's that's one of the hardest things there is. Uh, we can talk about inflation when we come back to and, and what happened with the economy, because that's been a massive uh, uh, thing that we've been up against as well. That hasn't helped, I know. Well, we're up against our uh, next and last break. Don't go, don't go away. We're visiting with uh, Nate Lewis from Operation Underground Railroad. We will be right back. Voice America is on LinkedIn. Connect with us today. Certainty Management can help create more certainty in your life with our deep discount health insurance options, even for 1099s, part-time employees, volunteers, and more. Pay less to protect yourself, your loved ones, and your team. Call 888-684-3122 for a free quote today. That's 888-684-3122. Visit us on the web at CertaintyTeam.com. That's Certainty, T-E-A-M, like Mary, dot com. 
Today we live in a truly global environment. Business can more easily be conducted now in almost any part of the world. How do you, as a business owner or professional, navigate the ever-changing business landscape? Tune in to Leadership Beyond Borders with host Kimberly J. Lewis. With a worldwide resource of guests, you'll find out what opportunities and challenges surround diverse and virtual organizations. Listen live every Tuesday at 3 p.m. U.S. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You are listening to Finding Certainty with Patrick Lang. Have a question for Patrick or his guests? Join us on the show at 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Now, back to the show with Patrick. This is Patrick Lang with Finding Certainty. We're visiting with Nate Lewis. He's the Chief Development Officer for an extraordinary organization named OUR, Operation Underground Railroad. We've been talking about the uh, complexities of fundraising, the, just the, this trafficking and anti-trafficking effort in general. Um you know, I was saying to you over the break, Nate, and uh, that I think fundraising is hard, right? I know fundraisers, I know nonprofits who they spend so much of their time and effort trying to raise funds, and it's exhausting, right? Because there, there's really two ways to raise funds typically through asking for donations or selling, you know, something. And, and, um, what are you doing these days? That you're excited about well what do you have that's coming we've talked about the films and some of these things but do you have anything that's that's uh on the horizon or on your docket that you're a uh, gala coming up or anything that you'd like to talk about uh well I, I think one thing that's exciting to us and to me personally is uh you know we've we've been a nonprofit inside the united states um pretty much solely just raising money in the u.s for we are finally expanding into many countries outside the United States where we can actually, uh, or a 501c3, where we can actually raise money in these countries. Uh, we know, um, you know, the upper class, the, the, you know, they they write checks and get tax breaks. And um, there's a lot of wealthy people in a lot of different countries uh, that we think we could potentially do a lot as far as raising money in certain countries. Uh, so, so that's pretty big for us, you know, being able to receive donations um, and, and to get tax credit in some countries, the government will even match a certain percentage of that. So um, nice. yeah. Yeah. So, Great. so that's, well, that's, that's big for us. That's big. I agree. You know, your, your reputation precedes you, you know, you, you may have there, you may have naysayers. Anybody does the very best athletes, in the world there's people who hate them right you know there's there's uh always critics and there's arm armchair uh you know what do they call it referees etc that are just piping off and they don't know what the heck they're talking about but with as much as you have accomplished in you said 39 countries all 50 states i'm not surprised that um you're expanding you're you continue to get more and more awareness, more and more supporters, more and more f- uh, fans and donors and boosters and so forth. So it's well deserved, is I guess what I'm trying to say, because um, you guys have put in the time and you're and and 
in my opinion, you're doing it right. You're not trying to do it all on your own. You don't go in and rescue kids and try to arrest or, or, you know, scoop up these predators, these pornographers by yourself. You actually go in and educate the law enforcement how to do it. You give them tools and funding and support. I mean, Matt talked two or three weeks ago about actually giving the police gas they needed to drive out to a village and arrest these predators, right? You know, just little things like that that may sound little to us, but are make a big difference in their efforts. And so I think the fact when I talk about it, it takes a village, that collective effort, I think you're really smart about that. I'm not surprised that it's getting better and you've got more and more funding coming in, but I also know there's also, there's always a need for more, right? Um, you have your, you talk about 70%, which is a big number going toward these missions. You sell your operating costs, right? You have your basic needs to, to employ people to do this. Not everybody can volunteer. Not everybody has the, the ability to do that without getting paid. And yet, um, as I look at that, um, I, I know there's always a need for more, right? Um, as you look at your role as the chief development officer, you have directors all over the country. What do you want the people to know about your fundraising efforts, about these directors that are out in these different regions? How can we best help them to do their jobs and do them more easily? Well, that's a specific question. Um, <clears throat> you know, reaching out, first of all, to uh, info at OURrescue.org, and you'll get channeled to the right area, depending on your your um, region. Uh, if you want to host an event, if you want to um, kind of be an advocate, you know, reach out and we can help. And we can send people who are trained from OUR that can come out and support your events to help raise awareness and raise funding. Uh, you know, we could we can do a lot of different things. I mean, people do golf tournaments. They, you know, we do presentations at yacht clubs to, you know, whatever it may be that we can help. Uh, so just reach out. We've we've got a, a pretty good support system that if you reach out, we can we can reply. And we can get you connected and get you involved somehow, some way. Um, so that that's hopefully can answer your question a little bit. Info at OURrescue.org. That'll get you in contact and they'll direct you to whoever needs to be um, connected to you in your region. So, yeah. Um, yeah, Ty and I talked about, um, and you said earlier, you know, Google what's going on in your area. What? What nonprofits are working? It doesn't have to be OUR. They're they, they're filling a very important need and a very important space, and uh, they're making a big difference. But a lot of groups out there that are making a difference and that are all you have to do is Google, find out who's doing what. You can, you know, just be proactive, right? Be creative. I love it when I hear somebody come up with a new idea for helping in this space that we hadn't even considered before. Um, you know, we've talked about putting together a concert here in Las Vegas, where I live. Uh, we call it, we want to call it the Freedom Festival. We've got artists lining up who want to donate their time and sign off their, you know, their royalty rights and everything to be a part of this concert because they know how important this area is. I would make a challenge to anyone out there listening. If you feel like this is an area 
that you'd like to be involved in, the first step is to educate yourself on what's happening. Get on the OURrescue.org website. Learn what's going on. Don't feel like you have to be a millionaire to help. You have to be an influencer to help. You have to be a, 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 you know, a, a, a legislator or a lawmaker or somebody to help. You can help where you are. That's mm-hmm. the second thing. But educate yourself. Believe in yourself. Believe in your ability. And then just take the step. Right. I, I I I was on a conversation yesterday with a one of my salespeople and he has a sign on his wall that says, Get off your ass and go knock on doors. Right. <laughs> and a pretty good uh I think a pretty good reminder for this as well. You know, just go to work. Go make a difference where you're at. Don't wait for someone else to do it. Because if you're on the sideline waiting for someone else to do it, it's never gonna get done. You're right. Any last comments? <laughs> It has to be some big fancy gala, you know. I, I was having breakfast last weekend at an event in Montana, and I was at a restaurant by myself, and I was wearing a No You Are shirt. And a different waitress came over and said, "I love that organization so much." And she's like, "I just did a yard sale a couple of weeks ago and sent all the proceeds to them because I just love what they're doing." I love that. What? You know, like I mean, you could do that. People don't understand. Like, I think, I don't know what a dollar amount she raised, but let's just say she raised 350 bucks, you know, by selling some stuff that she didn't want. I think the story Matt's talking about was $200 in fuel, you know, for a couple of squad cars to drive out to these villages to make these arrests and rescue these kids and drive back. So you're telling me $350 can't make a difference? Yes, it can. You know, can't. How many kids? One of the first stories I I ever heard, and I interviewed Tyler when I went down for the very first time, I didn't even work for OUR. And I interviewed Tyler and he told me about a $5 donation. And he said that he rescued a girl who was a, a teenage girl who was pregnant and the trafficker starved her because she started to gain weight and they wanted her to look thin. And so they starved her. So she hadn't eaten in four days when she was rescued. And he's like, one of the things he asked was, what What can we do? What do you need? And she's like, I haven't eaten in four days. Can I just get some food? And he quickly bought like probably less than $5 worth of food and gave her a meal that not only nourished her, but nourished her baby. And if you don't think $5 can actually make a difference, you're kidding yourself because in most of the countries that we work in, $5 goes a lot further than a coffee. I can tell you that right now. And so your $5 makes a difference. And and the other thing that makes a difference is if I don't know how many people are going to hear this, but let's just say all of you gave $10 collectively. That makes a huge difference. And if you gave $10 every month, that makes another huge difference. So if you don't think that I can make a difference, if everybody says that, then they won't. Then you have to get up off the couch and actually do the $10 giving to make an actual difference. And it does make a difference. Really does. Yeah. And, I, you know, I, I'd put this plug in is if you can do something that's out of sight, out of mind, it's, it's automatic, you know, the, OUR has a program called the Abolitionist Program, where you can sign up for five bucks a month, ten bucks a month, you know, hundred dollars a month. And when you put it on that auto withdrawal, and it's just happening, and you don't have to think about it every month, it's just coming out. It will go on and on for months and years to come, and you will save who knows how many hundreds of children in the process. And you know, when you make it automatic like that, it, it you don't miss it, right? It just happens. It it, it you're making a difference and you're doing it in your sleep. And I think it's, it's a, a really important piece of this. So 
we're almost toward, toward the end here, Nate. Anything uh, final that you'd like to share with our listening audience? Oh, man. Well, thank you. Thank you, but also thank the audience. You know, we work in extremely dark arena, and uh, you're the light that we get to go and shine in the darkness. So we can't do it without this army of what I like to call soldiers, S-O-U-L, soldiers. We need as much light. And also thank you because honestly, you personally, but all of you listening, they you guys really do fill us up because like I said, you get caught up in all this dark, depressive stuff. And when you see, oh man, every day I get to see amazing people that want to make the world a better place, even if it's just one life at a time. And that inspires me. It provides me hope that humanity, there still is light, there still is good. And so thank you for continuing to be good. Thank you for shedding your light. And uh, God bless you all. And, and just thank you, truly. Well, it's, uh, I know a lot of people feel the same way I do, but it's our pleasure. Anything we can do to help, uh, it's an ongoing battle, right? It's an ongoing effort. From a fund fundraising standpoint, you're always looking for ways to be able to do more, and you need the funds to do that. You need good people to get engaged. You need more people opening their mouths. We need influencers. We need donors. Now, actually, I'm wearing my real my real tree fishing shirt because I think it's like a fishing expedition, right? You know, you're you're it's like you're fly fishing. I'm a fly fisherman, so I'm fly fishing and trying to look for that trout who's going to rise for my fly, right? But what's, what's really cool is when you start, you go out and you try, there's ripple effects that happen. You don't know who you're going to impact. You might share this with somebody who shares it with somebody who shares it with somebody who donates a million dollars. And you had no idea that that was going to happen. But if you hadn't opened your mouth and started that domino effect, that snowball effect, it never would happen. So... To your point, Nate, don't underrate your or undervalue your efforts, large or small. Even the small ones can can start a uh, an avalanche, right? A, a landslide of good. So, Nate, thank you. I don't know how often you hear it, but we appreciate you and your efforts. We know how hard you and your team are are working, and you're an inspiration to us. I know you're not looking for the recognition, but you certainly deserve it. You guys are amazing, and you inspire all of us. So thanks for being on the, on the show this morning. I'm, I'm really enjoying this, this series that we're doing and hopefully we're shedding a little bit of light on, on the topic and we will continue to do so. Uh, my partner, Frank Hellering wants to have you on his show as well and talk to small businesses out there about how, uh, how, uh, your, uh, how important your work is and how they can help. So thanks again for being here, my friend. I appreciate you. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. Absolutely. Thanks for being on Finding Certainty, everybody. Have a, have a great weekend. We'll see you next week. Thanks for tuning into today's episode of Finding Certainty. We hope you've gained some more insight into how to create more certainty in your own business or nonprofit. Join us next week for another taste of the certainty experience. Until then, we wish you greater certainty in all that you do.